Yes, indeed. And on this uh, holiday weekend, we are awaiting your home improvement type of questions, either by phone or by text. You know the number, 651-461-9226. Let's say hello to Andy Lindis this uh, hot weekend. Andy, good morning. Good morning, Denny. Yeah, hot. Uh, we had a, I had that just got out of a hailstorm, to be honest with you. Um, did oh. not expect it. Did not see it yeah. coming, uh, did not hear about it, uh, just woke up to thunder and then uh, went outside into a hailstorm. I, uh, I, that does not surprise me. I was looking at the radar uh, early this morning, and I saw things uh, moving across, and we we, we had uh, read a forecast that, uh, at least for the Twin Cities, there was a chance of some showers before 8. But, yeah, I saw that, uh, that system moving into uh, western Wisconsin, and you got hit. Was it big hail or just relatively mild? No, nah, no. Nah, like uh, I would say, you know, uh, marble size hail at uh, at the biggest. I'm up at uh, mom and dad's house here in beautiful Luck, Wisconsin, at the lake. And uh, so, you know, oh. you know, a little bit of thunder to wake up in the morning. It's nice sleeping weather. A little bit cooler than uh, than we anticipated. But I think what we're going to get into the upper uh, mid 90s today, tomorrow, and uh, and Monday. Yes. Uh, if you were going to be enjoying a little cooler weather by a lake, that that that's that's great news, because it looks like uh, maybe close to a hundred tomorrow, and maybe close to the same on Monday, maybe ninety-five on Tuesday. So we hot stuff coming up. Now I want to ask you, given that I was imagining you, and you've done this over the years, uh, climbed into attics, you and the various crew members of of mm-hmm. this, checking out. Uh, I mean that. I can't imagine how oppressive some of that heat can be. You know, you you, you do have to time yourself and make sure that uh, you know your 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 mind and your P's and Q's when you're when you're up there because it can be you know 130, 140 degrees, which doesn't you know you you go up in there, but after a few minutes, it can it can get pretty again oppressive, and it's 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 funny when you come out of an attic. And you look down at your shirt. There's a reason why most of my uh, estimators carry a couple extra shirts in their truck with them. Not only uh, can it be dusty, grimy, dirty. You never know what you're crawling through up there. It can be all sorts of dead critters or dead uh, other critters uh, going to the bathroom up in your attic that, you, that you're crawling through. So you never know what 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 you're going to find when you're in attics beside the heat. But yeah, no, we have extra clothes and. I know Luke carries the actual like a uh, one piece suit that he zips up before he goes up in there. Well, I tell you that that is just uh, crazy stuff. And I was reading an article. I wanted to ask you about this uh, about various uh, insulation materials. Now, you and I talk about um, basically either fiberglass or uh, what am I thinking? I'm missing. I'm drawing a blank. Um, what is the kind of insulation you like besides foam? Cellulose, fiberglass, cellulose. Uh, you know, yes. there's there's even like denim was uh, used as yeah. a while. They're, they're throwing that, that stuff in there as insulation. There's uh, open cell foam, closed cell foam. And, there, you know, there's a variety of things. But for us, closed cell foam with cellulose seems to be the best combination of insulating an attic. And uh, as far as uh, critters, you're talking about critters being up there. Have you had to uh, somehow remove critters or... or th- What's left of the critters uh, from attics? Uh, on a on a real regular basis, Denny. Oh man, um, we've been in there before where there's two inches of bat droppings. So I oh. want people to understand that. Like, remember, if you don't have a properly sealed attic space, 
in the wintertime. Something called stack effect happens. What that happens is as it gets colder outside, the pressure in the house changes. and actually starts to draw air down your walls. So if you have a house in the wintertime where you, like, you feel like it's drafty, people feel like, oh, I can feel the air coming out of my outlets or next to my windows. People replace windows all the time because they think it's a windows problem. That's the cold air coming down your attic, down your walls, and then in your house, typically. The top plate isn't sealed the proper way. And so that, 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 when that happens, now you know that that air has to go through, well, on that particular house, two inches of bad droppings. That's what's cleaning the air or polluting the air as it comes into your home. And, and, and when we go up in attics, white insulation a lot of times is brown. Again, it acts as a giant filter. All of that air that's coming through there and going down through your house has to go through something, and hopefully it's not animal droppings. Now, what is the, the situation with Linda's now? People, oh, as you know, people... Droppings. Now, what is the, the situation with Linda's now? People, oh, as you know, people call Linda's all the time wanting to get insulation, especially as, as we get closer to fall, especially in the middle of winter, saying, gee, I should have done that. Is that something that's doable now as far as setting up uh, 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 insulation or at least getting, getting your attic uh, checked out? Absolutely. Um, people are doing it all the time. And, you know, again, you think of the amount of people that are dealing with hail, hail insurance claims and the, the door knockers are still out there in full force. And almost every time we look at a roof, we want to look inside your attic. A couple things that we're going to look for. The ventilation, we want to see the exact type of roof decking that's in there. It's going to give us a good idea that when we start the job, we're going to be able to finish it that day. And it's a great time to take a look at maybe I need to add some insulation. Maybe I need to seal some things when I'm doing this roof. When your roof's pulled off, you have access to different parts maybe you wouldn't normally in an attic space, depending on the design of your home. So we're looking at attic spaces all, all the time. Right now, we have over 400 um, opportunities set up in the month of September just looking at roof steady. And the reason I know that is I just gave that newest list to our drone team who will be out in front of our entire, you know, all, all of our estimators. So over the next two weeks, the drone, the drone team is going to fly 400 roofs for us. And here's the exciting part. All week long, Denny, we're finally getting to a lot of our Golden Valley customers, Plymouth customers, St. Louis Park customers that, that had that August 10th storm. We're finding no damage on our roofs, which is really, really cool. I bet you right now I have a dozen videos of us going up on roofs. The gutters are damaged, but the armor shield shingles are not damaged. The Glenwood shingles aren't damaged. And I've even seen a couple of our lower grade roofs, which is the ultra but again, still a thicker shinger than the 90% of the, the country puts on aren't damaged. And that's really, really exciting for me because, like, I got a video and a phone call from one of my estimators on a house. On both sides of him are my roofs, armor shield on both sides, no damage whatsoever. He has damage. Now, he's got an insurance policy, one of those policies that changed last year to depreciation only or no depreciation, actual cash value only, an ACV plan. What that means is his out-of-pocket expense for his new roof is going to be $11,000, Danny, because of the way his insurance company is written up. He's only getting the actual cash value, not the depreciated amount. And I, he, I don't know. There's, a, there's more of these plans out there than people think. But what that means is 
So, like, he's like, I'm not doing this ever again. Both my neighbors, you re- you replaced their, both their roofs in the last five years. They don't have damage. I know. I'm going to get this one. So, he, he's going to end up paying $11,000 for a new roof where a lot of the deductibles are, like, 1500 bucks because of the way his insurance plan is. And I'm telling you, you're going to see a lot more of these insurance plans. So, spending the extra two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000 to get a better roof that you know is going to last longer and last against more hail, I think it is worth it. And what everyone has to remember, and I don't want to scare people, but one thing I'm proud of, Denny, is my roofs aren't going to landfills. Okay? They just they just aren't. Yeah. We are not as often as, as most of the rooking manufacturers around the country are. The forever chemical things is a real thing. Shingle manufacturers used a lot of materials that weren't good for anyone, including our environment. Those shingles are getting taken off of houses and put into landfills and going into our uh, into our water system. That's not a good thing. That's why I'm, I'm really happy about our partnership with GAF. We don't have to worry about those types of granules. And the fact that 99% of the roofs that we install are really going to last 50 years. You know, we are so lucky. I know we have to break here. We are so lucky to be able to get those GAF shingles. But not only on our house, but but a lot of our listeners and a lot of your customers. I mean, what what a great yeah, product! Made Minneapolis. Yeah, long lasting. You know, solid. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Let's invite our listeners to join in. We've got uh, some uh, folks texting in here. Any kind of a home improvement question we want to hear from you, either by phone or by text. Call us, text us, 651-461-9226. You can call about insulation, about decking, about siding. Uh, leaf guard gutters, windows, doors, whatever the case may be. Again, 651-461-9226. On 830, this is WCCO. And welcome back to our home improvement show. Andy Lindis, Denny Long here. Now, Andy, you and I were at the fair last week. We are not at the booth this Morning. However, uh, Linda's Construction is at the fair as usual, uh, represented there. We're, we're, uh, tell us again where, where Linda's is located. We are in the upper level of the grandstand. So right when you come up the stairs there from, uh, from the lower level, you should be able to find our booth. You can talk to us about leaf guard, roofing, uh, siding. We got the millboard samples there, you name it. Uh, and again, you get the 50% off labor on the installation leaf guard gutters, GAF asphalt roofing, or infinity windows by Marvin. Excellent. Uh, I'm looking at the text uh, screen here. Uh, again, uh, if you want, want to call in your uh, home improvement question, great. If you just want to send a text, that's fine, too. 651-461-9226. Uh, text says, last week we were talking about uh, uh, your favorite window made by Marvin. Uh, and the question is from the listener, what would Andy say uh, as far as his favorite? No, this is what they put. Your best What's the best entry door this listener wants to, you to refer to? you got a bunch of them, I'm sure. Well, you know, um, we've had really good luck with uh, the Provia doors over the years. I know uh, both the fiberglass and the steel the steel doors. But again, you can run the gamut on what you're spending on, on, a, on an entry door. And I'm telling you, the people that installed it are every bit as important as where you're buying it from. Now, if you're spending under $1,000 on a entry door, don't expect it to last a long time. I mean, when I look at doors like that, that's like a service door 
You know, a service door is going to be in that five hundred to a thousand dollars, just to just to get the good, the, like the good materials. A good door might be in that three to four thousand dollar range of just materials, depending on all of all the options that you pick. I've seen entry systems, entry doors, Denny, push forty thousand dollars before. I mean, oh, you really kidding. can. Oh. No, you can you can bling them out. And there's a guy in. Uh, like uh, around Amory, Wisconsin, all he does is custom doors. Gets like crazy exotic wood. Like some of his doors might might push the push the hundred thousand dollar number every now and then. He brought one to our shop once. I mean, it was you could tell it was the guy spent three months building it. So I mean, it's a the heck of a system. Again, people that put those kinds of doors in there are uh, playing in a different sandbox than than I am. <laughs> That's for sure. But it's a uh, it's a lot of fun for us when we get to work on projects like that, and and people get to dream and 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 get really cool materials like that for us to us to install. You know, we don't get to do that very often, but when we do, we uh, we all take notice. Different sandbox. That guy must own the whole desert. My goodness. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, huh? <laughs> what? What coming down to earth here and being realistic as far as front doors, and you and I have talked about this over the years. What 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 is a reasonable uh, price for a really good, well insulated, good material kind of door, and what is it made out of? Just give us a. You know range. what? Yeah, it's going to be either made out of the fiberglass or the one of the, the the steel options. I like the steel doors myself. I just don't like the way the fiberglass doors close. Like I, um, you know, I I don't like how the fiberglass doors if you walk through and you pull them through they sometimes don't have enough weight or the the seal is too good where they did like close part way and it just seems like the steel doors close better and i just like the way the steel doors look more than than the fiberglass doors but that's me the stainable steel i think is one of the better options out there um but either way either one of those options that you pick now depends on how many side lights you're going to need i would say a really good entry door system is going to be in that six to ten thousand dollar range now, when when you uh, do your your home testing for uh, folks, the energy testing, and uh, there's a there's a leak, let's say in the front door, somebody's front door. Uh, you mentioned in years past that some front door entries have adjustable. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Thresholds. Thresholds. Yep. Yeah. Is no, that is that pretty common these and days? They have to be adjusted on a regular basis. So all doors have some adjustments that you can usually do sliders. Um, most of the patio doors out there. And, and what people have to remember is like most of the door systems and window systems that are out there are designed to be locked, meaning they're not at their most energy efficient unless they are locked. There's things like cam locks. There's things that tighten, tighten up the seals when you, when you go through that. And on doors, a lot of the times, you know, there's a locking mechanism that engages at the top, the middle, and the bottom. So that gives you the proper air seal along the whole door. So people, like, as you're going through this, I know cooling costs are, are one thing, but in the wintertime, I would really make sure that you're, like, if, if uh, this is why I think a lot of entry doors don't get used. They get locked and shut up in the wintertime, and people just start going through the garage. Yeah, that's pretty common here, too. Uh, tell you what, let's do this. Uh, need to take a break, have a look at that hot forecast, and boy, is it ever. We're going to be, especially if you're heading to the State Fair, don't forget to keep hydrated 
Uh, it's going to be 100 degrees tomorrow. That's what it looks like here in the Twin Cities. We'll check. I'll give you all the details, not only the, the rest of this holiday weekend, but this coming week as well. We have about another half hour of the Home Improvement Show to go. So if you have any kind of a home improvement type of question, we'd love to hear from you, either by phone or by text, 651 461 9226. From News Talk 830, this is WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show. Denny Long along with Andy Lindis from uh, Lindis Construction. The listener wants to know again, Andy must have missed it, that where is Lindis located uh, on the fairgrounds? The upper level of the grandstand. If uh, you take that staircase, it would be on the east side of the grandstand, all the way up those four flights, and then catch your breath and take another 10 steps. You'll you'll find our booth. (laughs) Indeed. And and, uh, what can folks find there, by the way? Uh, you're going to see our, our leaf guard gutter, uh, uh, you know, with the, the actual, you know, roof in the water. So you can see how it works. You're going to be able to talk to the people about our windows, our roofing, our decking. And, uh, of course, you can sign up for that, that great state fair special, 75% off labor on the installation of leaf guard gutters, GAF roofing, or infinity windows. But if you can't make the fair, you can go uh, to com and, and sign up for that exact same special. Yeah, you can, you, if you don't make it to the fair, you can still get that same deal. Um in fact, we have a question about leaf guard gutters we'll get to uh, after a few more uh, text messages. If you have uh, any kind of a home improvement question, we, again, would love to hear from you. Either call it in or text it in, 651-461-9226. Is it possible, listener says, for the average homeowner to look at their roof from the ground level and determine if it needs to be replaced? Fortunately, my area avoided all hailstorms. But can uh, can just us uh, homeowners can we uh, can we see any damage from the ground? Maybe, but probably not. Um, my, it's if you you know there's been some hail that has been so big that that it's pretty obvious. But more often than not, it needs to be inspected, and you need to be really careful about who you let up on your roof. Like, I wouldn't let anybody up on my roof that knocked on my door without getting their proof of insurance and calling that insurance company. But you remember, proof of insurance is just a piece of paper. Okay, That piece of paper could have been printed out two weeks ago, and that insurance policy could be canceled. So you should do your due diligence and follow up and, 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 and make sure before somebody gets on your roof. Otherwise, they could, they could fall off. And people are getting in arguments. I'm hearing this every week, Denny. Where people are like, no, you can't get on my roof. And then this whoever, XYZ storm chaser, starts arguing with them and brings a ladder and starts getting up on the roof. I don't, you know, you know, I get that they're trying to help as many customers as they possibly can. And, you know, they need to get out there and start knocking on doors. But I don't know. It just seems like there'd be a better way of, of going about things than, than that. And as you're going through this, you really need to make sure that that you're doing, you know, and trying to figure out, sorry, I have a little uh, sample fall over here in my little office. But I thought you as you're going have, through this I, process and you're getting people up on the roof, like you need to check this out. This is why, again, you don't have to call me. There's lots of really good roofers here in the Twin Cities. The, the, the legacy folks, great at dealing with storm work. Garlock French, one of the best roofers in the country, lives here. United Roofing, All-American Roofing, all great companies. 
We work with them all the time. Now, there's a few other roofers out there that uh, aren't that great. And I'm dealing with a couple right now. I have I have one guy. He's got almost eight signed contracts with me, Denny. Means meaning he's signed eight contracts with us to get leaf guard gutter put on on his house. They're past customers of mine. He's doing the roof. We're doing the leaf guard. And they put on a different system and haven't told the homeowners about it yet. Mm. We are. So like they use that extra money from the leaf guard to I don't know what they did, but or pocketed or something, but. It's not going to be a good day for a good week for those fellas next week. Let me tell you that. We're, uh, when it comes to taking care of our customers, we don't pull punches, Denny. Well, I, th- I think there's a good point about, a uh, very good point, as a matter of fact, about somebody who's forcing themselves to put, to put a ladder up against their house to get on the roof, and you say no, and they're still doing it. To me, that's kind of a huge re- red flag. Uh, does that actually happen? It does, and I know one person got three fines from the local uh, police that showed up to to deal with them there. Um, Denny, and one thing to remember too, okay, as you're going through this, if if contractors are lying to you, or they say something like uh, "we can do this and it'll take care of your deductible," they're doing stuff like that. If they're going to cheat the insurance company, what are they going to cheat you on? Okay, how you do anything is how you do everything. I, I truly do believe that. And and people have to understand that. Like as soon as like for me, somebody says they're going to do something like that, or they're going to try to eat the deductible, or they're going to take care of this, or going to use this money to pay for this, then I just wonder what other corners are they going to cut. Remember, you don't the roofs go off and on in a day, so a lot of things can be hidden underneath there. Um, When we go through the process, you're going to exactly know, like to the nail, what was used on that project, and we're going to have documentation to show that. Like, this is what the underlayment is. We have to replace rotten wood. You're going to see the rotten wood in a picture, and then you're going to see another picture of us replacing the rotten wood. It's just something that we always do and always document. And not all contractors are created that way. But, again, we have a lot of really good ones in the Twin Cities, and if all you do is start calling local people and meeting with them instead of having a door knocker come to your house and take care of you, you're going to be in such a better spot. Again, you don't have to call me. Lots of good contractors in the Twin Cities. It, there's there's tons of them. More There's more good roofers and good siders and good people in the Twin Cities wearing tool belts than, than almost any market in the country that I've ever worked with. We're, we're really lucky. We have some pretty good craftsmen up here. And I'm telling you, when I get to go to peer meetings and, and supplier meetings and we get to talk to some of the other guys and, the, and gals in, in, in our market, they're, they're, we're lucky. We, we build really nice things up here. And you meant uh, taking it a step further with all those good companies like Linda's out there. Uh, asking any one of them for references should be not a problem at all, right? Not a problem at all. Like, uh, like normally, they're like, oh, yeah, don't we just go across the street. We can talk to them and them. And and that's that's how we roll. Danny, we have over 125,000 customers in the Twin Cities. And those companies that I mentioned before, most of them have been around more than 20 years. A couple of them have yeah. been long, around longer than we have. So there's a reason why they last 30, 40 years long. I mean, it's not because they've been doing bad work. Good point. Listener, you're going to have to help me tear apart this one uh, and explain what, what they mean. The question is, would you recommend insulating the attic gable end walls to prevent stack effect? What are they talking about there? Well, not necessarily the gable wall. So, like, 
So they're talking about like uh, the rake or where the peak of the house is, maybe insulating that wall that that would stop. But you're, the, the the entire ceiling or the attic floor is what needs to be insulated. And more importantly, like, more importantly, like sometimes we're just pulling the insulation out from the edge of the wall, and then we can seal the entire top plate. When you do that, then then you're going to be able to prevent that air from moving down the walls. And that's why I think that what the best thing to do is just take out all of the insulation in the attic, which a lot of times is three or four different types of insulation. We put down two inches of closed cell foam in the attic, so you get a vapor barrier, you get an air seal, like air sealing, like not like sealing with a C, sealing with an S-E-A-L-I-N-G, that type of sealing. It's more important than adding insulation. So sealing off any of the air gaps with spray foam or other types of sealants, more important than adding insulation to your attic, almost always. When people start to consider that, and if you, the, the, who's ever putting insulation in your attic, if they're not talking about that, they're doing you a disservice. Chances are, like adding insulation to most attics, if that's all you're doing, you're making it worse. It's like 80% of the time you're going to make it worse. I'm, I'm making up that statistic. It's off the top of my head, Denny, just knowing what I see. And remember, on average, like all of, like on average, we, we see two and a half types of insulation. So you've got to imagine some of them only have one, some of them have four or five types of insulation in there. But on average, it's like 2.7 types of insulation, what we find in attics out there. Well, meaning people have tried to fix this problem once, twice, three times with insulation, and it didn't work. Then we come in there, do the proper sealing, add the proper ventilation, and then add the proper R value of insulation. That's, that's how you fix it. Imagine the hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars that people wasted just adding insulation to the attic and then have us come in and redo it and, and never have to worry about it again. I'm sure you see that a lot. Uh, before we break, a couple of texters have referred to, and I know you, you've addressed it a number of times, the stack effect. For those listeners that don't know, maybe you never heard you mention that. What is the, uh, the stack effect? Number of times, the stack effect. For those listeners that don't know, maybe you never heard you mention that. What is the, uh, the stack effect? So, as it gets colder outside, you don't see it a lot right now when it's you know. You got your 70 degrees inside your house and, you know, you know, 80 degrees outside. There's not a lot of difference in the pressure of your home. But as it gets colder and gets below freezing, the, the pressure in your home starts to change. And, and like, if, if, if anybody's ever noticed, like, all of a sudden you open up a window and all the air rushes out, you know, there's, what happens is, as you're turning on your heaters and you're adding all of this air to your house, it needs to, or it's putting that air someplace, and all that stuff, say that warm air is escaping up into your attic, it's going to force all of that cold air down your walls. And that cold air is going to come out through your outlets, out through your trim, out through your windows. People think it's a draft that's happening. And it's not. What I always have to, what I try to tell people is, besides all of that cold air coming to your home, or now you got that cold air coming down your wall and it meets a warm surface in your wall, causes condensation, causes frost. It causes electrical issues. It can make outlets go bad. It, there's a lot of bad things that can happen from that. Besides what we talked about earlier, that your attic could be one giant filter filled with animal droppings, and that's what the air is going through before it comes into your home, and that's what you're breathing in. Mm. <laughs> not, not good. 
All right, I'm getting a nah, signal. We need to break. No, uh, hang on, Andy. We're going to take a bit of a break. We have remaining minutes of our home improvement show and more questions to get answered. 651 461 9226. Either a phone call or a text considering your home improvement questions. Here on News Talk 830 WCC. And welcome back on this hot Labor Day weekend. How hot is it going to be in the Twin Cities? The prediction today uh, is around 96. How about tomorrow? Near 100 and not far from that, near 98 on Labor Day. Heck, even Tuesday, we're looking for a high around 95 degrees. So uh, keep that in mind. And if you're heading to the State Fair in the next uh, couple days or so, keep hydrated. I know you can find a few things to drink at the State Fair. Andy Lindis, if you're just joining us, uh, we're in the midst of our home improvement show. Again, for those that missed it and are heading to the State Fair, Andy, where can they find Lindis Construction? I know it's in the grandstand. Yeah, the upper level of the grandstand, again, that uh, that staircase that's just uh, on the be the east side of the building. I think it's basically on the northeast corner. Get all the way up those staircases and just walk right in. You'll, you'll see our booth right there. And uh, you, you mentioned it earlier, some good deals are to be had, but you don't have to go to the fair. I want to remind folks to get the, that same deal. You can call this coming week, 844-9-LINDIS. After the holiday, and uh, and they'll take care of business. Um, Texter says this uh, before we run out of time. Uh, we have, they say, a lot of exterior painting to do. Much of it is on the south side in the sun. Now, when it cools down, about what time do you think, what time of the day is it okay to be painting, and how late in the evening before it gets, you know, like higher dew points out there? What would you suggest? You know, um, these next couple of days are always goofy when it comes to staining and painting. Um, I would I would let my house tell me how it's going on, how the paint is going on, how it's drying. Um, is is what I would do. And but in late in the day, it doesn't. I don't think that plays much of a difference. I just know when it gets that hot, all types of things um, just don't don't seem to go as fast as you want them to. It doesn't dry as fast. So just just be careful about that. I'm more worried about the cool weather than anything, or or rain. If it's going to rain, then then obviously don't do don't do any of that. You want to be able to keep that dry for at least 24 hours. Uh, another listener, this was one I, I wanted to grab before we ran out of time. We talked about leaf guard gutters, uh, and you can see that display there in the grandstand. By the way, a uh, question is uh, that came in earlier this morning, Andy: Can leaf guard gutters be put on any house, and if not, why not? Uh, they can be put on any type of roof, any type of house, no matter the steepness, no matter how much water is going to come down that area. There's valley areas that are sometimes that we have to get a little creative with, but we would with an ordinary open gutter, even like a commercial-grade open gutter, some valleys. we got to get creative with how to handle the water that comes off those. But, again, it's uh, we've done more of those projects than any other types of projects in the Twin Cities. I remember... Any, it's over 30 years now. We've used leaf guard. We've also done roofing in that same time frame. Windows, leaf guard, or windows, decking, side, you, know, you name it. Every one of those products, the windows, the roofing, the decking, the siding has changed multiple times over the last 30 years. It's gotten better. We found a new material to use, a different manufacturer to use, a better warranty to offer our customers, a better installation technique. We've been using the same leaf guard from the same company for the last 30 years because we cannot find a better product to offer customers. And we still only have one person in that entire service department. Over 75,000 leaf guard customers 
in the Twin Cities known any. So it's it really is as good of a product as I can find to put on people's houses. We have very, very little problems with it, and it never clogs, and it's been tested by the Good Housekeeping Institute to handle over 30 inches of rain an hour. That's a lot of rain. It really doesn't have problems getting rid of the rain. If you don't have enough downspouts on your house, sometimes it can overflow. But if you redesign it the proper way, and, you, and, and more importantly, our customers really listen to us, sometimes they don't want to put downspouts down in certain areas. So we push the limit. You know, we like the, like a good rule of thumb is, you know, a downspout about every 30 linear feet. Sometimes we push it to 50, depending on the design of the house and the landscaping. And on the heaviest the heaviest rains, if we do that, you might have some overflow issues, but never have a problem with water getting in the gutters. Oh, I, I remember we had a bit of a downpour, not often enough, just uh, recent days, and I was looking outside the back window and, and seeing the water just gushing out of those leaf guards, and I thought, wow. They really can't handle it. They can handle just tons of water. Andy, we're just about out of time. I want to remind you and our listeners, I'm going to be heading out to a uh, Good Neighbor tour the next two Saturdays to Northern California. And uh, Steve Thompson, I know, will be filling in uh, next week. Just a heads up for our listeners and for you. And uh, I will talk to you probably a little over uh, two weeks from now. All right? Sounds great. You enjoy the trip, Denny. Yes, and enjoy the rest of the Minnesota State Fair. Yeah, check out the grandstand, uh, Linda's construction there. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks or so. In the meantime, stay cool out there. We expect highs in the Twin Cities near 96 today. We'll only drop to 77 overnight, and we could hit 100 degrees tomorrow. Right now, in the Twin Cities, partly cloudy skies. Current CCO temp, 74 degrees.